This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ho, 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 Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. I'm hoping that this year I've been on the nice list. Because if not, and I end up on the naughty list, Santa isn't coming for me. Oh no. Guess who is? Krampus! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Oh yes! Ladies and gentlemen, that might have been... The worst pronunciation of Krampus or Krampus in the history. Krampus. I think I just vomited on the microphone when I said Krampus. That that is uh, on brand for the show. They're having live on camera yep. vomit. <laughs> there is, that is that's very on yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. It was definitely two syllables, one vowel. Yeah, Krampus. <laughs> Anyways, hey, welcome back. We're back. We've been off for two weeks. We did we, it. We took a little hiatus there. Sorry to be gone so long, all 12 of you that are really excited for us to be back. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, I'm Ben Begley, the host of the show, and with me as always... Hi, I'm Jesse McIntosh. Yeah! I feel like I'm... Were you counting me in one of the 12? Because I'm excited yeah. for us to be back. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. 11 viewers and one co-host. Well, actually, no. I, I, it's a baker's dozen. So Got it. Is that 13? 13. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're the 13th. Yep. All right. I, it depends on the baker, I guess. We're getting the holiday season kicked off, in my opinion... In a very good way. Uh, just to set off, set the record straight from the beginning, I don't think Krampus is guilty. It's actually one of my favorite new uh, Christmas movies. Uh, it's one of my favorite Christmas horror films out there. And um, the reason we covered it is because we love Trick or Treat. Uh, Michael Doherty is a fantastic director. And I think, personally, the reason I picked it is because I want more people to know about it. I feel like it gets a lot of hate because horror fans want it to be scarier and Christmas fan, like people who like the more schmaltzy holiday Christmas movies, fans? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna bring Christmas. We're gonna say Merry Christmas again. Believe me, I said I wouldn't do it. Big Damn fan. it. <laughs> anyways, so so anyways, um, people who like kind of the more like Hallmarky stuff, like my mom, mm-hmm. would never watch this. So it falls in this weird gray area. But I feel like it's a throwback to the '80s uh, scary Christmas movies, like Gremlins and things like. It feels like. This generation's Gremlins. Now, don't get me wrong. Gremlins is a far, like, it's a, an incredible movie. It's one of the best. But I, I think this is a, this is really close to that for me in fun factor. And I like that they use practical effects. Uh, I saw it in theaters. I missed it for Christmas the year it came out because I was waiting for my wife to see it. And uh, she just dragged her feet. And I saw it at the Bargain Theater on January 3rd. But it was still within the window of, like, Christmas time. People, people were still out of school. Yeah, so it counts. <laughs> it counts. Yeah. And I loved it. And I've watched it every year since. So I'm interested, Jesse, though, to know what your thoughts are on it. Because you had you ever seen it before? I had not ever seen it. No. In fact, I, for some reason, um, when you suggested it, thought Jim Carrey was in it. What movie was he in that was kind of like the Grinch? This? That could have been it. How the Grinch Stole Christmas? That could have been it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I just had an image of Jim Carrey. <laughs> could you and imagine it? I was like the, searching for the right Krampus, and I was like, no, nah, Jim Carrey's in this movie. The very, can you imagine if at the very end there was like the reveal <laughs> that uh, that Jim Carrey was Krampus, and he's like, wow, kids, listen. I would have given you're it in trouble. a standing ovation. Okay. At home I hope you watch. Do you watch the one with Adam Scott? Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because holy shit, there are other Krampus movies that, that are not been this. great. I should have just said no, just to see what would happen. But <laughs> no, the that's the, the one. The rest yeah. of the show, we're talking about two different Krampus movies yeah. and trying to get them to match up. Yeah, I really felt like the car chase was probably oh, the best part. <laughs> the car chase. Of Christmas. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! So um, what do you think? This movie is fucking weird. This is a weird movie. Yeah, it's super weird. It's super weird. Um, and it was 
it was um, an experience. Yeah. I don't know if I liked it, really. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm like, I haven't fully made up my mind. Because it was, there were parts that I enjoyed, and I, like, understood the campiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the the mythology of Krampus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fell apart a little bit for me in that, like, really? we didn't get it until much later. Okay. Um, like there were just, so there were dumb movie moments to me that I like got caught up on, like, and we can, we'll revisit this in a little yeah. bit, but like when the boy who never says anything gets pulled up the chimney and then like the very next moment, the grandma starts speaking English and gives us the mythology and we sit through like a five minute story about yeah. her childhood and Krampus. Yeah. And, like, no one is like, shut the fuck up. My kid just got sucked up a chimney. I have to go find my kid. Everyone is just like, interesting story. That's a good point. <laughs> so, like, there were just a couple of those moments where I was like, what is going on? Uh- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. (laughs) Or similarly, when when Adam Scott hears his daughter out there, and then David Koechner's character gets eaten, uh, his leg gets bit by the... Uh-huh. Snow tremor monster, yeah. and then they're like, "Fuck it, we gotta go back home." But they justify right. it to a degree right. where he's like, "He's like, we gotta go back out. We had to come back and make sure you guys were okay." But at the same time, he heard her screaming nearby. Yeah, so he should have maybe pursued further. Yeah, well, or just don't have her screaming, right? Because like then the everything that happens after that falls apart because they like come back and they barricade themselves in the house and they they never like. Much later in the movie, they develop a plan to go out. Yeah, but they're they're like pretty content, just like hunkered down in the house. Yeah, it is. That is something where the daughter disappearing. It's like people they just kind of go, "All right, I guess she's screwed." After a while, yeah. The whole like every time someone is missing or dies, like there's a moment of yeah. oh no, and then after that, it's forgotten forever. I feel like the problem though is if they had gotten so bogged down in it, it would have lost some of its campy darkly comedic feel yes so could you imagine if every time they like just every other scene was they took howie jr <laughs> they took him uh, oh god they took what, aunt dorothy yeah. and we didn't really care that they took aunt dorothy no we didn't there, what if, yeah what if the last hour was just like a group hug <laughs> of everyone being like fuck our life is terrible how yeah. did this happen yeah. to us where are our neighbors where are I, our- I just wanted someone to like <laughs> Ask the question. You know, there, there is an Easter egg in there. Um, I was listening to the commentary for part of it, uh, specifically for the ending, which I don't want, just for you and I, I forgot to mention, I don't want to talk about the ending until almost, we until we get to it. Cool. Just so people that are listening, um, I don't want to ruin the ending. Uh, so you can listen to the podcast, and I will warn you before it's spoiler time. Uh, so if you want to hear more about it to get interested, and then I will tell you when it's spoiler time, and that means shut it off. So you can watch Krampus and not ruin the end. And I should just retroactively say spoiler on the car chase thing. Spoiler on the car chase. I apologize for that. So, uh, do you would you have sought out this movie? Would do you? Are there any kind of Christmas movies you do seek out at all? Because it if so. If it is a backdrop, because you, I, I was raised uh, Episcopalian, but I don't really practice anymore. But I still like Christmas movies. Right. But the, the audience may not know I'm, that you're I'm Jewish. Jewish. You're Jewish. I'm I'm a big old Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to like approach this without making it seem like a big deal. Like hey, just hey, so everyone knows, just... <laughs> uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I, I, I was former listener seven hundred two is like yeah, I knew it. I suspected as much. <laughs> well, then, but there's a little backstory behind. No this, wonder though. he hates Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, that got me by surprise. <laughs> and the ash in my throat from the forest. Oh yeah, fires. we should also say we risked our lives to be here. Yeah, today. it's it's dangerous out there. But oh, so there is a little joke. Jesse and I have uh, done sketch comedy together before. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for over a decade. We don't talk religion or, or any of that stuff, really. I had no clue, and it doesn't matter either way. But it was funny. We were doing a holiday show for uh, our sketch troupe back in the day called Dingus Khan, and Jesse comes to the table with this sketch called Jesse is Jewish. And we all started reading it, and, we're, and the whole joke was, 
that we didn't know Jesse was Jewish, and we were trying to, like, I forget, it was like, what was the hook on it? It was that we were like, no, 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 but you like Christmas stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And he just kept being like, that's not... No, we don't do that. And yeah. we didn't it was like the whole premise was his friends didn't understand why he wasn't into Christmas. And I remember when I first read it, it blew my I was like, Oh fuck, that's a huge thing I should know about you. <laughs> well, so yeah, I I was um I was raised Jewish. Um I celebrated both sets of holidays because my parents okay. are split and my mother is Jewish and I celebrated the Jewish holidays okay. with my mother yeah. and uh, my dad and stepmom celebrated all the Christian holidays, so I got that's, both things going on. That's the best of both worlds. Yeah, um, but I'm like, so the holiday time is about to me is about family, and it's less about the yep. holidays. Yep. Um, so I'm I don't I don't have a special affinity for. That's like, why you got ho- so hung up on when they yeah. were forgetting the yeah. family. You Where's, were like, I don't care if this is Hanukkah or Christmas. That's exactly right. Your fucking kid just got sucked up a chimney. No chimney. one, no one even recognizes Kwanzaa anymore. But what the fuck? <laughs> Come like, on, it's Kwanzaa time. It's Kwanzaa time. Um, Kwanzaa time is uh, my new web series. Check yeah. it out. Um, <laughs> dot com. Um, <laughs> no, I. So the yeah, I I don't I don't seek out movies about the holidays, but yeah. movies with holiday backdrops are fun, and it's like a so nice you, context to put it in. You'd rather watch a Shane Black '80s action movie like uh, A Lethal Weapon or a Die Hard with yeah. Christmas as the yeah. backdrop, or even Gremlins with Christmas as the backdrop. Than it being like the family stone. Yeah, we actually. Which, holy shit! By the way, Renee, my wife, last year was like, "Let's watch the family stone." It's like a fun family Christmas comedy. It's about stones. It's fucking depressing as oh. shit. Diane Keaton is dying of cancer in it, <laughs> and by the end, and the whole thing is this dysfunctional family realizing this at this big gathering, and then they cut to the end. I don't even need to ruin it for people, but it ruins itself. The car chase. We, we were, like, done with it, like, sobbing our eyes out. Like, <laughs> we had, like, a three-week-old baby at the time. We're like, we're never gonna leave you. It was so <laughs> depressing. <laughs> don't watch The Family Stone. So I don't, I don't like those kinds yeah. of yeah. holiday movies. Um, it's interesting you say but that. like, cause... Christmas Vacation. Have you seen National Lampoon's Christmas yeah. Vacation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I think we should do that on this show. That's, that's, just, I, that's my favorite that's of all time. Um, but we, so for Thanksgiving, when we were like, when we were cooking and setting everything up yep. for dinner, um, my wife brought out all the DVDs that we have that are Christmas adjacent. So like, I love it. We put hook on, um, oh, this, this, yeah, they yeah. like go, uh, see Wendy for like okay, the yeah, Christmas yeah. holidays yeah. and like they get taken to Never Neverland yeah. over Christmas. Um, and then I forget, there were, there were like seven just sitting on our mantle place. There's a whole bunch that take place. I mean, Iron Man three takes, but that's because Shane Black wrote it. Mm -hmm. And anytime Shane Black writes something, it's Christmas, like kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I don't remember if the nice guys was over Christmas or not, but I just, that's fun. That's the cool stuff is like the, the Christmas adjacent movies. I I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, let's talk about this one, uh, Krampus. So you weren't a huge fan of it. And it seems like, cause just the leaps in logic of emotions by yeah, you. Yeah, it was... Um, so what do you think of the practical effects, though? The I love the practical effects. The practical were cool. It's the, the, like, army of minions was a little bit random. and like the elves? S- yeah, some of them were cool, and some of them I was like, what What are we doing here? Like, what is that? Yeah. Um, I don't, like, I, this is sort of nitpicking, but just, like, a consistency with the... So we knew yeah. what we were fighting a little bit yeah. versus just, like... Everything imaginable. I just looked at, at it. I looked at it. There's a little killer clowns of them. The the way I got it was the uh, the way I looked at it is that Krampus is basically the bizarro the bizarro dark version of Santa Claus in every aspect. So that's why the cookies are there. That's why um, these cre- the toys are all demonic. And I, I mm-hmm. said they all looked like um, the demonic rejects from the island of forgotten toys or whatever yeah, from Rudolph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of what it was to me. And then the dark elves. And these from Thor, <laughs> the same thing. Dark elves. Yep. And I just, I just, I got caught up in it, and I loved it. I've seen it three times now. I've watched it the last three years, and I even last night I was trying to find a fault in it. And yes, I am like, okay, they kind of forget about the daughter, but in a movie like this, it's so tightly paced, and it's such a survival thing that had they been, maybe they could have had like one scene with Tony Collette and Adam Scott about like. Hey, we're gonna get out of here, and we're gonna find her. Just like one, like two lines there, so that you remember that Beth or whatever her name is. See, I don't even remember yeah, her name because it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's that would have helped, yeah. like a little heart. But for me, there just aren't enough movies like this around the holidays. And the killer teddy bear and the creepy ass angel doll. It's we'll get into all that. Yeah. But before then, 
Let's do the plot in under three minutes. Are we ready in the booth? Now that we got a uh, backstory of both of our holiday uh, traditions, although... Yeah, all right. Let's do it. Let's right, do this. In five, four, three, two, one, go. So we start off with a very funny montage to It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, where it's slow motion people on Black Friday just tearing apart the stores, beating each other up, people getting stomped on. The Adam Scott and Tony Collette's son is in a Rudolph costume for a nativity play that's in a mall for some reason. Yep. And they, they're getting in a fight. They come home. They're mad at him. And he's like, I, I, I didn't want him to ruin that Santa isn't real for the little kids when clearly he still believes in Santa. Then the relatives show up with David Koechner, and it's kind of like Christmas Vacation with Cousin Eddie, where they show up, and they're, they got the two twin girls that their dad wants them to be boys. they got the mute, chubby kid. they got um, Aunt Dorothy, who's just a foul-mouthed piece of crap aunt. And they, they all kind of have this dysfunctional dinner. They steal Max's note yep, to and, Santa. And so he gets in a fight with them. He takes the note back. He rips it up because he's like, fuck this, and he throws it out the window. And then the in note very goes, 80s moment, yeah, yeah. goes up into the uh, wind. And then the next morning, there's been a snowstorm and there are snowmen he's like who made the snowman and he goes downstairs and the daughter's like uh my boyfriend isn't texting me back this is weird i'm gonna yeah. go see him and they're like all right be back soon and so she goes and uh she disappears well no before actually when she goes this krampus appears on the rooftops right, and chases yeah. after her yeah, she yeah. hides under the dhl guy's car he's been frozen to death the only person they've seen since the snowstorm came in and there's a, also just a mysterious giant santa's sack yep. uh, or krampus sack krampus. meaning like his sack of toys not a ball sack anyways uh so then been. she gets taken by something. We don't know what happened. Oh, no, no. There's like a jack-in-the-box that eats her, we guess. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, we cut back to the family. They're like, we got to get out there. So David Koechner and uh, Adam Scott go out there in his Humvee. They get attacked by snow tremors. He gets bit by one. They smash Lucinda, his his, his Humvee. Yep. And um, they come back. They board up the place. They wrap his leg up. They wrap his leg up. Yep. They're all nurses, I guess. Yep. Um, they figured out. So I've watched enough movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then they're sitting, and the uh, grandma's like, the fire hot, and then David Koechner says, I'll keep watching. He falls asleep, and then the thing comes down the chimney. And the little, gingerbread cookie, yeah, and the little boy's like, Great, I will eat that thing. And he eats it, and then it rips him up the chimney. And they all try to hold on, and they yeah. can't. And so he goes up there, and the grandma's like, Krampus gives a whole backstory on Krampus and her story, and how she lost her Christmas spirit, and he took her entire family and left her. It's super fucking sad. Um, then they go up to the attic, they hear some stuff up there. They because the two twin girls go up there and they get attacked by something, um, by a giant jack in the box snake thing. And then they get attacked by a bear, a creepy angel, and a killer robot, and the creepy snake thing. And then downstairs, David Koechner's being attacked by CGI gingerbread cookies that get lit on fire, yep. and it's awesome. They defeat all these things, uh, then they come downstairs, they think they've won. Okay, I'm just going to finish it. You, yeah. you go. Uh, well, and, and then sure, they're, yeah. they're like, we're, we're going to go out on, and get into the snowplow yeah. and see if we can figure this all out. So they head on out, and uh, one by one, just sort of get... Picked, picked off, off. And, then, yeah. and then the kid is like, ah, he gets taken by Krampus. There's all these elves that, that are, like, throwing these kids into the, in the, in the lava. He goes, I want my family back. He wakes up after being thrown in the lava, and everybody's okay. But then they get the ornament, and Krampus was real. And then he's in the thing, and now it's way past the three minutes. Spoiler. Yep. Oh, shit, I did say spoiler. I didn't say, oh, whoops. Well, hey. That's okay. It didn't really make sense what I just said. No. No. No one listens to that part no anyway. No one listens to that part anyway. So... <laughs> Shit! I said in the beginning of the show I wouldn't spoil it, but I may have just there. Yep. It didn't make any sense, though, so ignore that last section of it. Um, <clears throat> son of a bitch. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Uh, so, we're... Uh, now I promise we will not spoil anything else. Uh, I'll say spoiler before it. Uh, three minutes I got ahead of myself and, and, and got freaked out. That's all right. Uh, so here... I forgive you. I love the opening of this when it's all in super slow motion. Yeah. and Because um, <clears throat> Black Friday... I buy stuff online, or I'll go, like, I bought a TV this year, because it was, Ooh. like, $400 off, but I don't go and get the doorbuster deals and shit, where it's, like, it's, like, you know, a $200, 55-inch TV, because all that means is your TV you just bought is a piece of shit. Right. Like, it's, like, three years old, they, they can't get rid of it, and they're selling what they have in their warehouse, like... That's the biggest problem with Black Fridays is this giant lie that gets people and families to hurry up and eat their Thanksgiving dinner and then go wait in line at Walmart, and it drives me crazy. Now, do people know this, that you were the spokesman of Black Friday for years yeah, and years and years? but I was the spokesperson of the anti-Black Friday with Buick. Of Buick? Because Buick, the whole joke there was is that I came out and I saw my neighbor getting all these shopping bags out of his car, and he has a black eye, and I'm like, whoa, what happened to you? And he goes, oh, I woke up at 5 a.m., must have saved hundreds. And he goes, what about you? And I'm like... 
oh, I slept in and saved thousands, and then you turn and I got a Buick on Black Friday. Yeah. And, you know. But you still did some shot. You were a consumer on Black Friday. I wasn't. My you character was a consumer. Yeah. My character was a little bit of an elitist. A little, yeah. A little dickish. <laughs> a little dickish. Right? Yeah. I don't want to overstep here. I mean, but. I mean, unless you guys want to air it again next year, then he was completely likable. Did they air it this year? They aired it they for like 20 straight years. They didn't air. It was four years in a row, but not this Damn. year. Damn. All right, so we can They had actually. I that. think they CGI'd the, a different car in every... Or they cut to a different shot. They just put in another car. That's movie magic, you guys. Movie magic. Believe Anyways, it or not. So there's this awesome opening, that, that, and just this song, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and then it all slows down, and they're all miserable at the checkout counters. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of what unfortunately Christmas has become or the holidays in general it's like I don't know how much time is spent stressing out over what to get people and things like that and 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 it is you're right when you say the holidays are more about family I agree I think it it becomes more about like checking off everybody you have to buy for and and being like how much did they spend on me last year I gotta spend the exact amount it's all consumerism when really, if we just all got together and hung out and made some cutout cookies, be I'd great. be happy. I love cookies. That's why, like, my mother-in-law's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I buy everything that I do want. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2? Ooh. Uh, it's like cookies. Any fans out there want to buy it for me? Yeah. <laughs> can Venmo, <laughs> One of the Venmo 11. Ben? Or you can send it to the studio <laughs> if you want. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> be so, be so silly. Don't buy me it. I, I can. I'm a big boy. Uh, anyway, so I love the opening to this movie. I think it sets the tone perfectly, and then it has this cool '80s vibe. And you know, movies from my childhood too were like this kid that doesn't want to give up believing in Santa, and it, that was kind of me. I think I was like a holdout till like I want to say like fourth or fifth grade, which is late. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when I was because um, it's tough when. Do you, you have siblings. Yeah. I'm younger the though, right? I'm the oldest, yeah, yeah. It's tough when you have older siblings. Because they fuck up everything. Because they ruin it for you. Yeah. Um, like so, I ruined the ending to this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, sorry. Exactly. Um, yeah. There's like spoiler uh, coming in two years. Yeah. Like, fuck. I, I need to know now. Um, but yeah, I have an older sister, two years older. And we had, I have a younger sister who is six years younger. Um, and so she believed in Santa for much, much longer than either of us did, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really don't remember. There was at one point a transition. I think I stopped believing when I heard my dad bring an, an Easter basket down to my room one time. It was another holiday. That it was a different it. holiday. And Same I with think me. it just like the dominoes fell. Tooth fairy ruined it for yeah, me. Yeah, I did it. Because uh, that's when I started to... No, that was like the beginning of the the uh, unraveling of the mythology of, uh-huh. every, of everything I've been lied to. Um, cause I remember I was awake and then I heard someone come in and I shut my eyes and I was like, I'm going to see the tooth fairy. This was much younger, like maybe first or second grade. And, and I was still, no, how old are you? When yeah, you're, I think so. That sounds right. Maybe. First I don't or know. Second I'll grade find out teeth. soon enough in the yeah. next few years or yeah. so with my daughter. Not if you rip all her teeth out first. <laughs> just really get ahead of it. Just get ahead of it. Yeah. <laughs> just now. I'm not interested in putting dollars under your Baby pillows. teeth. You can just uh-huh. eat pouches and mushy That's exactly food. right. Smoothies. So wave of the future. I felt my pillow go up and I was like, oh shit. And I kind of peeked my eyes and I'm like, wait, that's my dad. And I remember I was like, well, yeah, I mean, tooth very silly. Like, obviously that's <laughs> obviously that's fake. But the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus is totally real. You were playing it cool to yourself at yeah. six years old. I think, like, oh, and then I think the Easter Bunny was the next domino to fall. Where it was like, well, clearly there's not a giant fucking Easter Bunny hiding eggs uh-huh. in my house. That's stupid. Yeah, but obviously there's a fat man. But obviously there's a fat man who can travel yeah. to every house in one night for sure and magically fit down the chimney without tearing it apart. And that's what I love about Krampus is that he rips that fucking chimney apart. Sure he does. rips it to shreds. Um, yeah, I was a holdout. So I, I really appreciated that vibe, and I like that in movies when they have that, because it makes me reconnect to my own kind of nostalgic magic of Christmas. Because I think the holidays are a little bit more magical when you're a kid, because you're not consumed with the with the consumerism. You're yeah. just having fun with your family. For you have sure. time off from school, and you get presents, and you believe in Santa. It's awesome. Then you get to be an adult. you got to buy all the shit, wait in line, stress out, pay bills, mm-hmm. taxes yep. you got to do by the end of the year. Yep. It's, uh, Being an adult sucks. Just, yeah, all the mystery and magic is gone. <laughs> yeah. And you just sit and you cry on your couch alone <laughs> for, you know, two or three hours at a time yeah. until just, you I mean, don't have any more tears, but you still make that, like, gagging sound. Do you guys do that? Is that just else? me? Anybody else? No? All right. So, anyways, now that we've uh, taken half the show. <laughs> no, you, you know what it reminded me of? Um yeah, uh, is the beginning of Home Alone also? Cause yeah, like, absolutely. There's like the chaos in the house of like all and the, the kids, and bro- they're like picking on the Buzz little is the boy. Worst. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna have to barf it out because we ate it all. Yeah, you know, Renee, Renee says that all the time. Whenever we have pizza, and I ask if there's anything left, she's like, 
<laughs> we ate it all. <laughs> you have to barf it out. Uh, she's hilarious. Uh, but seriously, she, she. But then she barfs it out. Yeah, she does. That's cool. You know, at least she. That is through. love. That's that what is... I'm talking about with family. You guys get it. <laughs> you guys get it. Yeah. So uh, there's this kind of Christmas vacation, home alone ish vibe uh, with um, Howard and his wife and kids that come in. Mm-hmm. I think the family dynamic is really funny. The one thing I. Seeing it the third time, I still think the comedy kind of stays throughout. It loses it a little bit to some of the more dark elements. It starts off really funny, and then it peters off a little, but I think it kind of has to in order to have a little bit of a creepy vibe, I felt, this time seeing it. Um, But it starts off like a straight comedy, just like the family... The other family sucks. Aunt Dorothy's the worst. Speaking of, we have... um, Her first line is hilarious. Clip number one. So where's the dog? I need to get married. <laughs> it's awesome. She, she comes in hot, out yeah, the gates, wants yeah, alcohol. That's right. It's just shown up. We all have relatives like that. Someone needs to tell her there is no alcohol in Nog. Nog to, is, yeah, you have to add it. You have to add it. But yeah. I think she adds alcohol into, yeah, everything. into everything she's drinking. So where's the Nog? I need to get married. That's uh, that's what I need to just, that needs to be my intro to every holiday party this year. Yeah. And and by holiday party, I mean like the probably one I'll be invited to. Oh. Um, your own? My own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come into my own party and say, So where's the dog? I need to get married. And they're like, you didn't, you didn't buy it. It's your party. And yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, sorry. We no, don't really. wasn't on the list. Really like it. Sure. Right here. Um, the, so rumor has it that um, back probably, yeah. I'd say 2017 years ago. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> Uh, a young man named Joseph was uh-huh. yeah. at a party you're referring to right now. Yeah. And he eyed a beautiful young lady across the way. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that one's going to be my wife, but I don't have the courage to go over there and talk to her right now. He needed some He needed some confidence. lubrication. So he looked to the bartender and he just said, So where's the dog? I need to get married. Some social lubrication. Yeah, that's what I meant. Because uh, they didn't have sex. No, no, no. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, this is a shameless self-promotion right yeah. here. Uh, Jesse wrote a very funny rap that our sketch group performed uh, years ago. It was like five or six years ago now. Yeah, called so. The Dirty Christmas Rap. I'll tweet it out. Check it out. It's called What Child Is This? Because It Ain't Fucking Mine. Yeah. It's fantastic. If you guys have heard of uh, the internet, it's on the internet. It's on the internet. Yeah, so check it out. So uh, I want to play clip number two, which is uh, Tony Collette's reaction to Aunt Dorothy being there. Yeah, a holiday growth is a surprise. Hemorrhoids are a surprise. She is a goddamn nightmare. What were you thinking? I would submit that hemorrhoids are also a goddamn nightmare. I would say they're a goddamn nightmare. Not always a surprise. There's like a, I would assume there's a buildup. Sure. It's not like they just appear. Yeah. I don't have an extensive experience with hemorrhoids. I don't either. But, but yeah. I would be surprised, I guess, if, if they just appeared. It, now, at this point in my life, having never had them, yeah. if they showed up, yeah. I'd be like, damn, that, like, was, that, was a that was fucking surprising. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I mean, neither of us know. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, anybody who's had hemorrhoids, tell us, was it a surprise attack? Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise attack hemorrhoids. Yeah. Um, That's my new web series. Just the whole, there's all kinds of fun family dynamic, like the Howie Jr. chugging the Mountain Dew at the table, a two liter of Mountain Dew and yeah. burping. And, um, the whole reading the Santa letter out loud, I think, really endears the family to me. When it really endears Max as as a totally. protagonist, and, and the whole thing being through his eyes, um, where he wants his parents to love each other more. He wants even his shitty relatives that are awful to him to be happier and to have a job and and to not be struggling so much. And it's a really sweet moment, and that's why. And you can tell his his twin cousins even recognize it when they're reading it and being dicks. And then he shreds it, and Krampus comes upon him, and this giant cloud shows up, and then it's just the snowstorm to end all snowstorms. And these awesome, creepy snowmen that keep showing up. Yeah, that was so that was one thing that I, I was going to ask you about, if the snowmen yeah. were anything, or they were just, like, random snowmen. I think it's just day. a scare. I think it's all, like... It's a scare tactic? Because, I I, so. like, one showed up... I guess it was before the daughter died because I thought I was thinking because like the second one showed up after the kid got pulled up the chimney and I was like, are these are these the kids yeah. that are being killed? Um, but yeah, the first one showed up before the daughter. I think uh, I would have liked to have seen somebody get attacked by a snowman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because I love the shitty uh, horror film Jack Frost. Yeah, um, 
I think he fucks a girl with his carrot nose in that, which is a little odd. With or without lubrication? I Just I don't think with. With, nope. Yeah, he mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein, sir. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't think Harvey Weinstein ever fucked anybody with a carrot. With a just, carrot? Just so we know. That's not just, even alleged. Just so we, we don't yeah. have to get a, our legal department on it. Harvey Weinstein did a lot of creepy things, but he never... Uh, Harvey Weinstein, little known fact, big fan of the Guilty Movie Pleasure big podcast. Fan. <laughs> big fan! Yeah. Big fan! Uh, so... I actually have Ari Weinstein's story real quick. I saw a screening of Fanboys, okay. uh, the Star Wars prequel comedy, where they're they're trying to steal the prequel from um, the Lucas Ranch, and there were two versions of it: one where the main character had cancer, and one where he didn't. And the whole thing is like they're going there to steal it because he's has cancer and he's dying, and they want him to see it before it. And it's really kind of touching that version. The version I saw at a preview did not have that, and Harvey Weinstein was sitting behind me. And at the very end of the movie, he leans over to whoever's next to him and goes, see, we didn't need that cancer shit anyway. <laughs> I'm just like, at that time, I didn't even know that there was a cancer subplot. But I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. And then I found out that they had two screenings on, on consecutive nights and one where they did that plot line in this one. And then the actual release ended up having it in there. Oh, so he, he was on the side of the non-released version. Yeah, yeah. It was so weird. But I remember being like, what a dick. What Who says we don't need about? that cancer thing anyway? I, I mean, mean, he's like, right. We don't I mean, we need don't that cancer need it. shit. Maybe, yeah. it may, at the time, maybe I was like, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we don't need I'm that. I'm on board. Who should I donate to? <laughs> so anyways, that was a weird story. A little tangent. Um, so there's, all this stuff happens where these creepy snowmen, uh, Beth goes missing. So they go out after her, Adam Scott and David Koechner's character, and they're driving along in his giant gas-guzzling Humvee. He's loaded to the teeth. He's just like your good old boy, making cracks at the Democrats for stealing all his money. All this ridiculous kind of what I feel like sometimes when I go to my extended family and things like that, where some of them are very in line with how I feel, and others I'm just like... And I feel like people bait me a little bit, you know? Mm. Where, like, they'll be like... Oh, I heard uh, LA's National Indigenous People Day now instead of Columbus Day, and I'll be like, "Well, actually," and then they'll be like, uh, "We don't need to talk about it." And I'm like, "Well, don't don't bring it don't up. Don't say it then. Don't say it. No, we're going to talk about it. Sit down." Or they'll be like, "Yeah, they'll they'll like be playing with Daisy." I won't say who. One of my family members was playing with Daisy and said that and was is like, it, "Is it Renee?" It's it's totally Renee. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible <laughs> if Renee and I just have polar opposite yeah. political beliefs? <laughs> Anyways, but I think that that's kind of what family do. They kind of bait each other with these kind of off. These passive-aggressive comments. Uh-huh. And that's what this movie captures really well. Um, but this is one of my f- favorite clips with David Koechner. Uh, clip number three. Global warming my ass. Must be negative 20 out here. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've, I've had to almost try and explain global warming to family members, and then I just give up. Yeah. Not immediate, just like extended people. Sure. You know, that sure. will remain nameless, but... It's so frustrating. There's a difference between weather and yeah. <laughs> global warming. How can there be global warming when it is cold where I am right now? <laughs> is my favorite argument. It's the greatest. It's the best. And the Earth is also flat, everyone. I yeah. didn't know if you know that the Earth is flat. Yeah. It's also on fire currently. It's super on fire. Oh, boy. Uh, so I love... I, there's A lot of these clips are going to be David Koechner. We're going we're gonna to keep moving on because <laughs> we've been rambling a lot, which is fine. Um, so then when they go out there... Uh, these like snow tremors come and there are these creepy weird we don't know what they are one of them attaches on David Koechner and I, f- I thought he was dead I thought his yeah. l- or like I thought he was going full on Michael Ironside in, in Starship Troopers where like his legs are ripped off and he's like you know what to do and then he gets shot spoiler if you haven't seen Starship Troopers <laughs> but uh, that doesn't happen he just gets bit whatever this thing is it's not super lethal yeah. So uh, they abandoned Beth, go back to the or, house. Or it didn't have shoot to kill orders. Yeah, exactly. Had, bring him in unharmed. Bring him in so we can drop him into the volcano. Yeah. Uh, they go back, and um, this is where, uh, where. Oh, I love how he's getting flung around, too, like a rag doll uh-huh. on the things. It also kind of looks like Elizabeth Berkeley in her sex scene in Showgirls, where she's just oh, in that's, the pool. That's an interesting image. <laughs> just like this. If you've ever seen it, it's the weirdest <laughs> sex scene on the, in the history. That's an interesting it's, image. Uh, I would say almost similar to Deep Dish Orgy. <laughs> there you go. Where, hey, uh, <laughs> I don't know where you came from, but I'm glad you're here. Yeah. The, the line of the century I will never forget. Um, <laughs> so, Another classic Christmas film. I'm moving along a little bit because I want to get to the third act stuff. That's yes, real fun. Yes. Um, uh, we have another clip. All these, like, most of the clips are David Koechner because he's hilarious in this movie. But there's this tender moment between him and Adam Scott after they've survived this. He's, like, apologizing. You think it's going to be this sweet moment. And then he says, typical family, passive-aggressive, backhanded compliment. Clip number four. I just want to say I'm sorry for 
thinking you're such a spineless dick all these years. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That'd be like if one of my family members was like, I just want to say I'm sorry for thinking you're just a libtard snowflake all these yeah. years. I'd be like, well, um, th- th- thank you? I guess. People still use libtard? I do. That's so <laughs> politically not correct. It's, that's that's cuz I'm a word. snowflake that I think that. Yeah. Well, how can you be a snowflake when there's global warming, Ben? <laughs> it can't be. It can't be. If I'm a snowflake, then there's no global warming. That's all the proof I need. That's it. Um yeah, um, we I I have a sketch with Prom Losers where we do uh the whole thing is like people are like, "Oh, did you get a haircut?" and I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Yeah, I thought so." And no one is ever like, "Nice haircut." And <laughs> um like, and the end of it, people are are finally just like, yeah, f- fine, we like your haircut. And they're like, it's way better than it used to be. <laughs> it's like, I just think it's so funny when yeah, people do that, when the they like, give you a compliment in the now, but it completely invalidates everything. Yeah. Or when people are like, you've lost a lot of weight, and you're like... I don't think I have. What like yeah. what is your image of Unle- me? Unless yeah. like you've made a drastic weight shift. Right. Don't ever say, "Hey, you hey, look like you've lost you a lot of weight." Working out? No, I haven't actually. I haven't at all. What did I look like before? I had something like that happen one time when I went to the gym years ago. like uh, oh, right after Daisy was born, I'd gone back to the gym finally and I saw some this actor dude I knew who's fucking jacked. Already I feel terrible about Mark myself Wahlberg? around him. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Nice. Um yeah, so I saw Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And uh no, and and I'm like Oh yeah, I haven't gone to the gym in a while, and I'm worried about getting dad bod. And he's like, "Yeah, man, you look like you're you put on a few or something." And he's like, "Well, good thing you're here." And I'm like, "What? No, you're no. not. Uh uh-uh. uh Nope, you're not supposed to agree with that. Uh uh-uh. uh Even if I do have dad bod, <laughs> just uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just, yeah. Just cry and lift weights. Uh, yeah, just just through the angry tears. So y- you too, bro. Me too, bro. That's, that's. I think I actually was just like, "What? Uh, all right, bye." <laughs> and I yeah. just put my headphones back in, or just let him know. Just so you know, I'm deleting you from my phone. Just, just you know, yeah. I'm gonna be. This you, is the end of our relationship. You are the uh, musclehead dick face. That's mm-hmm. what your name is now. Yeah. That makes no sense. Uh, oh, I have the shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, the how he gets sucked up into the chimney because he, this awesome gingerbread cookie comes down on a hook, this giant hook. Mm-hmm. No one else wakes up but him. Yeah. And he takes a bite out of it and it starts screaming and, and it's awesome and it wraps around him, pulls him up the chimney. Everybody starts trying to grab him and it's like a chain of the family trying to hold him down and um, he, he gets taken away. Like you said, nobody really chases too far after mm-hmm. him. It's just like, oh, let's sit down and listen to Omi, the grandma, tell the story. And she tells this really fucked up story about her childhood when she stopped believing in, in Santa and in the holiday spirit. And her entire family was taken away and thrown in, and sucked into the underworld. Yeah. She was left behind with just an ornament. Like like a fucked up version of Polar Express. Yeah. Where they get the <laughs> bell that only he can hear. It's uh-huh. like a bell that only she can remember is where her family was sucked down to hell. Yeah. So this movie subverts a lot of holiday themes that I really like. Um, and she always speaks in German except her story. And uh, Aunt Dorothy has a really funny exchange with her. Clip number five. It's kind of England. It's just... What's she saying? I'm not sure. She says we're fucked. <laughs> How do you? Because I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> She's also old enough to know when Harvey Weinstein is coming at her yep. with his pants down. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Let's see. Former listener 702 gets mad about Harvey Weinstein coming. <laughs> Thank you. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think there's anybody who has an allegiance to Harvey Weinstein. Like there may be people who still have political leanings. Yeah. But if there's anyone out there that's like uh, Harvey Weinstein's misunderstood, <laughs> then, then, that's an interesting hill to die on. That, yeah, that's a really. Yeah. Then you're really barking up a fucking terrible tree right there. Yeah. <laughs> you should never say that out loud. So I think I'm safe to make Harvey Weinstein jokes here. Uh, but I, I the, the thing with Aunt Dorothy is. I'd say 80% of her jokes I really like, and then there's a few that are a little too much. Yeah. But she never goes so far over the edge where I'm like, all right, just shut up, Aunt Dorothy. Yeah. And right when she's about to, she gets taken out by a team of dark elves, uh, led by um, the Doctor Who dude from Thor of the Dark World. He's not in this. I'm just combining movies for fun. No spoiler. No spoilers. Um, should, we give, should we give a no spoiler alert? No spoiler alert, yeah. guys. We're still in the no spoiler zone. Uh, can we, this is this is a clip that reminds me of Gremlins uh, when the toys are in the attic and they're mm-hmm. making all these noises. In fact, it, I wish I'd pulled a clip from Gremlins because it sounds identical. Clip number six. Oh, 
so good. A little chipmunk. Can can you put that as your ringtone anytime I text you? Would that yes. Be cool? Yeah. Is that a good idea? I how do like, I feel about that? I like the fact that it's like 16 seconds long. <laughs> so like every time you text, it's be longer like, than All a right, phone hold, call. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Shut up. It's almost done. <laughs> can you imagine that? Just everywhere you are, just the most annoying 16 second text message. Yeah. Thing? Oh, sorry. He's texting me. He doesn't believe in a big. He likes to do. I hate when people send like one sentence at a time. It's like just put it. Put put it in one. It, I can read a paragraph. One. Yeah, it's fine. Just don't. Hey, what's up, man? I was thinking of going to the movies. Yeah, maybe Justice League. Want to go? Here, okay. here are the times. Fucking just really. Five fifteen. Eight fifteen. Ten fifteen. Eleven fifteen. Renee's phone always goes off with her family text like a hundred times, and I'm like, while we're watching TV, and I'm like, can you just, can you just mute it? Yeah, <laughs> can you, can you, she's like, we're not. It's not a big deal. I'm like, you're ruining my programs. That's it's, my new thing. I like to call TV my programs. Oh, are you are you officially a dad now? <laughs> I just think yeah. it's fun because when uh, my um, my mother in law stayed overnight one time to help out with Daisy um, for the morning when I had to go to work or something, I can't remember. But I was trying to watch Designated Survivor, and she came in, because it's one of my guilty pleasure shows. Mm-hmm. She came in and started asking all these questions, like, is that his son? What's he doing? Why is this happening? And I was just like, I, I mean, there's like a season and a half I'd have to explain. And then later that night, I was like, your mom ruined my programs, honey. <laughs> she ruined my programs. Specifically one program. Yep. I love when uh-huh. people sit down with you on a show that they've never seen and ask a shitload of questions. And you're just like... Well, sitting down to watch anything and asking a shitload of questions... Yeah, it's like, uh, how, like, how are you enjoying this experience? Yeah. I don't understand. If you like, write your questions down, maybe, and we can discuss them afterwards. <laughs> just keep notes. Yeah, I'll explain. Or a commercial. Uh, there's no commercials. It's Hulu. Whatever. But you know, just every 15 minutes, I'll pause. Make and, commercial. Pause it and yeah. like do some reads. <laughs> yeah. And be like Arby's. We've got the meats. There we go. What is your yeah, question? What is your question? Yeah. Oh, we only have eight minutes left. Potential sponsor uh, of the Guilty Movie Pleasures podcast. Arby's. I, I ate five Arby's roast beef sandwiches up. several times back in then. Uh, early 2000s because they were five for five bucks and I had no regard for my health and well-being. How about that? Yeah. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. fun story I've never heard. So we got the creepy sound effects. I know we haven't done a lot of improv riffs on these or true story riffs, I should say. Mm-hmm. But they're more, they're kind of so specific. And I want to talk about the ridiculous of this movie. The gingerbread cookie scene. Okay, what do you think of these two scenes where the toys and the cookies attack? Because I'm a big fan. I want to know how where you fall on the spectrum of that. Of, so of enjoyment. Which ones are you referring to? Like the in big the attic, ones in the attic? The attic one and then the gingerbread cookie scene where uh, they're on fire and running around and shooting them with oh, a shotgun. Oh, yeah. I, liked, I really like both of those. I, th- I think I they're think solid like, set pieces. Yeah, once like the f- the attacks themselves were really cool. It was just like how the diversity of the attackers was like a little bit jarring and a little oh, bit see, strange. I love that. It I was, love the surprise of all these weird new things coming up. It, it seemed if so it obviously it wasn't, it just felt random. And maybe I just like, wasn't totally locked into mm-hmm. what was going on, but like it, it felt, it felt unfocused. Um, see, I, but, uh, okay. but like I, I enjoyed the creativity and like what and the, the actual, practical effects. Yeah, yeah, and what was actually going on was cool and like how cool is the weird snake? Because uh, um, the the Jack in the Box gets bigger as it eats. Yeah, and it has this creepy ass when its mouth opens. It's like this like four prong thing. It's it's so gross looking. It's. They were all shoving the kid in its mouth, and you just see the feet going in. It's like night. I think it's in uh, Dream Warriors where Freddy does that, where he's a giant snake thing. They were. It it was very cool looking, but like again, like the the what did you call the things that were in the snow? Snow tremors. Yeah, the snow tremors. Um, and then the Jack in the Box lived outside, and there was just like there was a lot of variety as far as what was attacking. I love that. And it there like I guess the cohesion was toys, but like. It mm-hmm. seemed, it felt too random. To I me. think, it, like I said, I think it's just the cohesion is that the the flipping every Christmas thing on its head. Sure, is what and it that is. that could be maybe I just like and don't have the library. The creepy uh, angel doll reminded me of like uh, Bride of Chucky, kind of like my nightmare thing. This this like weird ass doll that has these angel wings that just like claws at you, and the robot stabbing away at yeah. Adam Scott. Yeah, and then uh, I forget her. I forget the wife's name. Howard's wife. She uh, just grabs Al- the Allison sh- Tolman. Al- yeah, yeah, Allison. I, I forgot her character. Yeah, name, but me Allison. Too. Yeah, she just starts blasting him with a shotgun. Uh-huh. She 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 stabs the bear in the eye with an icicle, which is awesome. And this green goo comes out. Um, she blasts the bird back. You think they're all dead. And then they go down to the downstairs, and David Koechner has just fought the gingerbread cookies, and they, he lights them on fire. I love the on fire the gingerbread on fire. cookies. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're trying to put each other. They're yeah. trying to stop, drop, and roll. And the one I, I put a gif of this where it's jumping in slow motion, and he just blasts it, and it's hilarious. 
and then they're regrouping afterwards. And then, isn't it the the aunt like is is skeet shooting them like yeah. as they're jumping? She's she's like got the shotgun and is blowing them out of the air. No, it's David Koechner does that in the in the kitchen. I thought scene. it was her. I thought it was the she did no. She does that with that when the monsters come back when the toys come back. Yes. she yeah, she yeah, skeet yeah. shoots them all. Yeah, yeah. Where she blasts the teddy bear against the wall and he smears. Yes. And she shoots the angel one into the wreath, and it looks like a creepy mm-hmm. wreath decoration. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, it's a really fun sequence. Uh, but then David Koechner, they're all regrouping, and she's saying, you wouldn't, his wife is saying, you wouldn't believe it. And he says, uh, clip seven. Linda, what are we dealing with? What you see up there? You don't want to know, sweetheart. Honey, I just got my ass kicked by a bunch of Christmas cookies. <laughs> so trust me when I say I can take it. <laughs> See, it's funny. The first time I saw it, I thought the comedy petered off but uh, towards the second half. Mm-hmm. But watching it last night, I was still laughing all the way up until the end for me. Um, and I, I grow to appreciate this movie more and more every time I see it. Uh, just the little nods to things and, and kind of weird pagan imagery they put in there and things like that. But I loved this scene, and I loved the aftermath of it where they just don't take it too seriously. Yeah. And and like you would say that you'd be like I just fucking shot some gingerbread cookies yeah. with a shotgun right whatever you saw probably can't top that gonna... it'd probably be on level right <laughs> I mean hopefully not hopefully it's better <laughs> hopefully things are looking up up there yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> um, so it's crazy because we actually have hidden footage of you're telling that story earlier about when you went to the gym and oh, you yeah. saw it and you were like I have a dad bod yeah right before that moment. You had been at home, and you were upstairs in the upstairs bathroom looking in the mirror being like, I should go to the gym. And you came down and saw Renee, and you had the following conversation. Linda, what are we dealing with? What you see up there? You don't want to know, sweetheart. Honey, I just got my ass kicked by I a did. bunch of Christmas cookies. Yeah. So trust me when I say I can you take know. it. <laughs> Here's the problem. I did I did literally just come from the gym. And yeah. uh, it's, just, it's just maintaining right now. It's sure. Not, it's not because... The holidays, it's not, so much, it's not so much that I gorge on things, but when sweets are around, somebody brought uh, like just shitty holiday cookies over, mm-hmm. like cut on just like a big ass thing of them from Trader Joe's, and I've been blowing through those, and they're not even that great, but they're sugar, and yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean, it's in front of me. It's going to go bad. It's, I don't it, want it to go bad. I just don't want to waste I'm not food. a wasteful person. My, I, I have this family recipe of, uh, I'm, it's not every, a lot of people do it, but they're called bird's nest is what our family calls them. And I think they're also called haystacks, and they're chow mein noodles, which sounds weird, with melted uh, butterscotch and cho- and semi sweet chocolates, and then two M and M's and peanuts in there as well. So it's like a, it looks like a bird's nest of chocolate with two M and M's on top. Uh-huh. It's delicious. If anybody wants it, the recipe, tweet at me. I just basically told you. Spoilers. <laughs> okay, we are getting into spoiler territory. So if you didn't pay attention to the, during the three minutes and you haven't seen this movie, I recommend stopping now. Stop it right now. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yes, because we will spoiler get to it very alert. soon, if not spoiler. immediately, okay? Spoilers! Spoilers! All right, I like that. I like that better. So uh, then these you hear this weird sound from outside, and these elves crash through, and they got these creepy, like, Commedia dell'arte mm-hmm. elf masks on, and they're, they're, they're gathering up Aunt Dorothy, and they take her away, and then David Koechner is like, I'm done with this, and he just full-on commando style jumps on him and gets taken away. Can we play clip number eight? You can't hear it. He's saying, Twisted fairy tale horse shit! And that's what I mean. We're in like hour 120, one hour and 20 minutes into this movie, and there's still a fun line. Like, there's still jokes like that in it, which yeah. I love. But if, can we play it one more time? Because in the opening, that little zoom sound is Aunt Dorothy being ripped out the window. Ready? Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love that sound effect so much. So Omi stays back to face Krampus, and the chimney breaks apart, and it's this epic scene where he comes down. And I think the reason Krampus is so upset is because he he clearly has like a lockjaw issue. Yeah, because his jaw mm-hmm. is always open. He's just got this gaping mouth. Yeah, and this really long tongue. It's tough so, to chew when you. Can't I think close he's just mouth. really angry because he has to eat everything through a straw. It's or, fully understandable. So that's all. Is he just mad because he has lockjaw the whole time? Yeah. If, what he needs is that hour-long group hug. That's what he needs. So, and then he'd be know. fine. He's got these awesome horns. The, the design of Krampus is really cool in this movie. Uh, Steve, do we have a couple more minutes or no? I, I do if, it, if it's... Okay, perfect. I, that's all I want. <clears throat> so 
Uh, they all Omi stays to face Krampus. She gets presumably eaten by a bag full of bad toys, uh-huh. and then they, spoiler spoilers, they go off in in the Humvee, and all the adults get picked off. Yep, one by one, and all that's left is uh, the cousin and Max, and she gets taken away. And then what happens with Max? So What's they there? they give him the ornament. Mm-hmm. That uh, the grandma was given the same one. It says Krampus like, no. on it, and he's like, "No, I will trade this. Take me. I just want my family back." Because he goes to this weird place where in the woods they're like, "There's this fire pit of lava," and yeah. they're just throwing his family members in there. Yeah. And the elves, there's these creepy like half human, half horse, like cloven weird animals. Right. That right. Are, that, so, like reindeer, like demonic reindeer. Yeah. And so spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. They take him, they throw him down into the lava pit. Like a Christmas carol style. And then, boom, he wakes up, and we think, this was just a bad dream, right? So we go down into the living room. We're having Christmas. Everyone's there. Everyone's happy. We think, oh, his wish came true. The family's just happy together again. They give him his gift. He opens it up. It's the Krampus ornament. We zoom out. They're in a snow globe. And everybody reacts like, oh, shit. Yeah. They all remember the same dream. Yep. And it turns out they're in a snow globe in Krampus's pit of fire. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. I listened to the commentary because when I first watched it, I was like, oh, they just all had this same dream or this or this same experience and their lives reset and they're just being watched over by Krampus again. And then last night I was like, oh, no, they're trapped in Krampus's yeah. cellar and, and trapped in this perpetual Christmas. And then when I watched the commentary, they're like, we wanted it to be ambiguous where it's either you can think in his workshop, he's just perpetually... Uh, he's These are the families that he's visited, and he's watching to make sure they don't lose their spirit again because he'll go after them. Right. Or, if you want to be cynical, he said the cynics will think, no, they're trapped in like a Groundhog's Day version of Christmas where they just have to keep reliving this nightmare over and over again. And I love that it's ambiguous because... Yeah. Then when I want to feel good about it, I can be like, oh, they're fine now. And when I want to be like, no, 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 they're fucked. So not, you get both. Not to bring it all the way back, but there's one version with cancer and one version without. <laughs> there isn't, we don't need that cancer, we don't need that shit, cancer anyway. shit. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Uh, I hope if you have seen Krampus and you have friends that haven't and you're a big fan, tell them. And also tell us what you thought of it. Is it one of your favorite new holiday classics? Had you heard of it before? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Michael Doherty. I just want him to take every holiday and do a weird twisted movie on it. If you haven't seen Trick or Treat next Halloween, watch it because it's awesome. Anyways, until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? You find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prob Losers. Awesome. You can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram and at Parents vs. Baby. We're going to start rolling out some uh, parenting sketches, my wife and I, very soon. So follow us on Twitter. I think we have 12 followers for real. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 